0: What's it like to be alive right now? What's it like to try and find anything normal in a no work, no school, no church, mandatory quarantine kind of world?
1: I had two daughters who were 14 and 11, and I was having this conversation with them over the last couple of days because they were just struggling. One of them just looked at me and said, dad, I don't see the bright side in all of this.
0: Maybe one day we'll tell our children and our grandchildren what it was like to live in the age of coronavirus.
1: It's hard to know exactly what's going to happen here, but it seems to me that this pandemic runs the risk of fracturing us um, unless we very intentionally unify.
0: Three weeks ago, your life was probably normal. Today, it's probably not. Coronavirus has come, and now nothing is as it was.
2: I believe this coronavirus, uh, we have to see God in the midst of this. Just like he says, in the midst of the storm, turn to God. Okay, we're in the midst of the storm right now.
0: We have to turn to Him. This is the second in a special Stories of Hope series. In this episode, two stories about two churches who've managed to find creative and brave ways to love their neighbors in the midst of a global pandemic. From Send Relief, this is a special Stories of Hope, episode 30, The Age of Coronavirus. Chapter 1, Southern Hospitality. Barnabas Piper is not a man who believes much in coincidences.
1: Yeah, always trust that God is working in ways that aren't obvious.
0: Barnabas is one of the pastors at Emmanuel Church in Nashville. Several months ago, he and the other leaders there decided to make 2020 the year they would focus on biblical hospitality. Their timing could not have been better.
1: With a tornado ripping through Nashville and leaving devastation in its wake, and now a pandemic, biblical hospitality takes on, it's much more significant now than it would have been maybe six months ago where it, it mattered, but it was a little bit unclear, and now it's very clear how meaningful it is and, and how costly it can be.
0: When tornadoes hit Nashville on March 3rd, Barnabas became the traffic cop for Emmanuel's relief
1: efforts. Our church donated about 20 truckloads of supplies, and and my job was, was just to kind of point them and say, we need these things, and then those things would show up in, in excess.
0: And that's how Barnabas and Emmanuel Nashville ended up shoulder-deep in disaster relief when just over a week after the tornadoes hit, a call for help came from an unexpected place.
1: When the coronavirus urgency level was raised, Vanderbilt University and Belmont University, both of which are about seven or eight minutes from our church, so very close by, uh, they, they both decided they needed to ask all residential students to leave. Um, now, most of those students are able to go home. A lot of them are from Tennessee. Um, they have means, their parents have means, but there are some without means. And then there are international students who have, you know, they have visa issues. They're here to be a student. They're here for a specified time frame. They can only go home legally or easily between semesters, not to mention travel restrictions with, uh, with a, a, an international pandemic.
0: Those students had nowhere to go. Emmanuel Nashville had members who worked at both Belmont and Vanderbilt and they called Barnabas and asked, what can the church do?
1: So I put that out in the morning, I think, and probably by mid to late afternoon, I had between 15 and 20 people saying, we have space for a student. And then watching God's people say, I have a pickup truck to help people move stuff. I have a spare room. Who needs airport rides? Who needs help moving stuff? So again just a flood of responses.
0: Now 2020 has truly become the year of biblical hospitality at Emmanuel Nashville. But it's happened in ways no one here could have ever predicted. It's happened with international college students and church families, strangers who will now be living together indefinitely.
1: Several of them are Southeast Asian students and with with the intensity of the virus in that area of the world that the effects on travel are going to be are going to be really challenging so yeah it could be up until may for some of them and again i look at that and i go that's a that's a display of generosity and compassion and love and also for a student who doesn't know jesus to live with a family who does is i mean that's it's hard to imagine a more sort of concentrated display of of gospel than that
0: Chapter 2. Everybody's Gotta Eat When most people think of hungry children, they don't think of Atlanta, Georgia. But just south of downtown Atlanta, in a community called Rex, food, or the lack of it, is a big deal.
2: Oh, there's a definite food deficit problem that's here that often gets overlooked.
0: Gabriel Stovall is student pastor at the Rock Baptist Church in Clayton County. Gabriel will tell you, Clayton County is one of those places where the breakfast and lunch kids get at school is sometimes the only food they get all day.
2: You know, in an area like Clayton County, everybody doesn't have their pantries and their refrigerators always stacked and overflowing with food. I mean, you've got a single mom or or even a single, just a single dad, single parent, who maybe has two, three, four, even five, sometimes more children all living in one household, right? And they're all trying to work and make the ends meet the best that they can. And listen, those two meals, that breakfast and that lunch that they get served at school, those two meals are meals that a single mom or single dad or that guardian doesn't have to financially plan for.
0: Friday, March 13th was a bad day for those families. That's when the county announced that to limit the spread of the coronavirus, schools would close the following week and stay closed for the foreseeable future. No school would mean no food for many of the kids in Rex, And when that realization found its way to a ladies' Sunday school class in the Rock Baptist Church, well, senior pastor Steve Foster found out when you have a few determined ladies, you have a lot.
2: All of this hit us really all of a sudden, but we had a group of ladies that wanted to come together and supply meals for these kids that are out of school. They knew that these young kids this is the only meal that they get during the week. So now, we're actually doing that here at The Rock for our community.
0: The ladies began coming every morning, making breakfasts and lunches and handing them out to hungry but grateful strangers. And they were only a few minutes into their first day when they realized the breakfasts and lunches were a big deal. But this was not really about the food.
2: So on the very first day, we had a family, a mother, an African-American mother actually come in and grab food for breakfast uh, and lunch for her family. And then she took it a step further and said, now, you know, hey, this is awesome. But if y'all have this kind of heart anyway, what other ways could we possibly connect to your church? So being able to have people come in and out of your church, it met a felt need and it gave us the opportunity to help them see, hey there's a deeper spiritual need uh, maybe that i have and then as a church we get the chance to help meet that need too and i'm gonna tell you it's exciting for us to be able to
0: have a shot to do that from send relief this has been the second in a special stories of hope series coming up in a later episode communities that surround send relief ministry centers have been hit especially hard by covid19 but in places like these, where poverty and fear were a way of life even before the age of coronavirus, now there's a greater than ever opportunity for spreading the gospel.
1: There's no help coming from the South or any other partner churches at the moment. We're, we're, we're it. So what's cool about that, this is, this is the time, this is go time for the, for the local church.
0: In this age of coronavirus, Send Relief missionaries are still caring for the most vulnerable among us. And as a result, the kingdom of God is growing, even now. If you'd like to hear more stories like these, you can subscribe to the Stories of Hope podcast. When you do so, you'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you liked what you heard here, rate us and leave a review. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. We'll be back later this week with the next installment of The Age of Coronavirus on Stories of Hope.